Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode... Tommy Dreamer, the heart and soul of professional wrestling, the innovator of violence himself. Him and I sit down with CEO and owner of AEW, Tony Khan. Yeah, that's right. It's Tony time here on the Busted Open Podcast. We also, from Impact Wrestling, speak to Rachel Ellering, who was Tommy's tag team partner this past weekend at Homecoming. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. What's going on? I mean, how could you not be happy? It's so awesome. We've got uh, some really big shows coming up. The announcement that the first dance sold out uh, was great. Now we're going to try and open up more tickets and find uh, more seats there. But uh, everything's been going so awesome. And uh, tonight's show is going to be a lot of fun. It's really cool to be back in Daly's Place for a homecoming episode. We had so many great moments in Daly's Place and a great run here. And then we spent the month of July on the road, uh, have had this amazing tour. We've been the number one show on cable three weeks in a row on Wednesday. And it really feels like a very special time to come back here to Jacksonville with these fans and say how much we appreciate them. And also, we have a great crowd here tonight. We, we always had some great support in Jacksonville, but this will be the biggest crowd we've had for a Dynamite in Jacksonville, uh, even up there with like the Blood and Guts episodes. Uh, so really, really special. And we know these fans can rock and uh, they're going to get a great card tonight. So I'm very, very excited. And it feels like old times because lately when I've been on the road catching up with you guys, you know, I'm doing it from the arena or the hotel. feels nice to be here in Jacksonville in my office talking to you guys like the old days. It's a, a wonderful time um, for for you. I just want to talk about last week. I mean, blown away with last week's show and the main event uh not for everybody and it delivered and kudos to you for believing in that and you know i've heard a lot of your press releases after hey it's a it's a genre of wrestling that has um its own fan base kudos to chris jericho for being chris jericho and going out there and doing things that chris jericho doesn't need to do 
But the fact that the match delivered, the fact that you believed in it, and it's another progression of anything that can happen on AEW, uh, which is what wrestling fans truly love. And that's why I do feel you're the hot ticket in town and everyone has embraced AEW. But it's also, it comes from the owner because you always, you said it here, you have a lot of surprises coming up and you have delivered on every one of your promises uh, so far. And that's so key for wrestling fans. I really think we built that awesome goodwill with the fans. And I really appreciate you saying that. Uh, you know, we show that we care about what the fans think. And really now, I think the fans have shown some trust in us. And for us to be able to sell out the first dance with no card announced, really only making an allusion to what might happen, it's pretty incredible. Uh, it's the most tickets we've sold for any of our events to date. And then, uh, of course, AEW Dynamite Grand Slam coming up in New York. That'll be even bigger. We've got so much awesome stuff coming. Uh, and hopefully I'll... Uh, see all of you in chicago at all out also i love having your guys support at the pay-per-views and and you know i'm glad you said support because you know you talk about the world of pro wrestling right now and you talk about the sellouts and like tommy bringing up the show that's happening in chicago tony like these are numbers that we haven't seen since 1999 like you know you're talking decades since we've seen numbers like this that aew is drawing you know, outside the world of the WWE. It just hasn't happened. So how do you feel for yourself knowing that, you know, as a fan, as a lifelong fan of pro wrestling, that you've been able to kind of bring it back to the mainstream in a way? It's the dream. It's it's also a lot of what I pitched to TNT. This is all a dream come true. And three years ago, I was in TNT's office. I hadn't signed a single wrestler. And I was telling him that we can do this. We can recreate the competition in wrestling that will rise wrestling as a whole. And really, wrestling fans, uh, things changed a lot when the internet came around and people learned a lot about the, the happenings of wrestling and how a lot of things are done. And everybody then became kind of an internet expert, but in a good way. Like, we should embrace it. And these are the fans that are listening to Busted Open, and they have very thoughtful opinions and follow the industry closer and in a very different way than people did in the eighties, at least for the most part. And so knowing that I went to TNT and TBS Warner media and said, Hey, I really believe there's an opportunity here to recreate the competition in wrestling that existed 20 years ago and really hasn't, hasn't fueled wrestling. People know a lot about the happenings of wrestling, but the one thing that everyone knows is true and real is that these wrestling companies hate each other and especially the big ones. And that, you know, this competition is real and that free agency is real. People going back and forth, people showing up on a new show. It's hot and exciting. And it's a lot of what fueled the industry in the nineties and that competition not existing, I think led to some staleness uh, up until a few years ago. And really, we've seen a really exciting time around the wrestling business. And, you know, the pandemic came uh, at a time when the momentum had really picked up. And now the fans are back. That momentum is is not only back, but really, I think we're on a stronger course than we've ever been on a great trajectory. And tonight's Dynamite, you know, we're operating with uh, a really big uh, card tonight again and and a great streak of being on top number one show on cable three weeks in a row and like you said that hasn't happened where another wrestling company outside of wwe has had 
the number one show on cable three weeks in a row since the peak of Nitro. And I don't think uh, anybody necessarily three, four years ago would have predicted that there was going to be this kind of competition in wrestling again. But it is absolutely the best story in wrestling, in my opinion, uh, that the, the industry, the sport is coming back. And uh, it's coming back in different ways. It's coming back in digital. It's coming back on TV. It's coming back on pay-per-view. But the numbers are up and nobody can deny that wrestling is hotter than it's been in a long time. And I'm very, very proud of that as someone who loves wrestling. Tony, just uh, so you know, we t- I talk about it on the Masters Class podcast, but uh, I had a conversation with Terry Funk recently and we were discussing you and your company and literally what you just said, what you were saying to the Turner executives is almost exactly the same thing that uh, Terry Funk said. And he said, there's going to be a person kind of a visionary that's going to do this. They need to have a lot of money behind them and a network behind them and it'll change. So uh, that was a conversation that Terry and I had. So uh, I know you're a big Terry Funk fan as well. And so uh, that was, uh, I got a little bit of goosebumps as you were just telling me that, because that was like uh, pretty much uh, said before you not even knowing was reset. Very, very cool. That's awesome. And I, I wake up every day, man, feeling very fortunate that nobody tried this before I did on this level. I mean, people tried to start wrestling companies, but nobody was able to bring Warner media to bring TNT and TBS back into the game that they helped start and uh, to really bankroll a company and, and put together a payroll and a roster like we have, because there have been other good rosters, but nobody's had the combination of this great roster. And we started with a great roster and it's really building into something very special, unprecedented in my opinion, in terms of the amount of talent that's starting to, to come in. And if, if, you know, if you really look at it after uh our next pay-per-view if you sit down and look at everyone who's here i think it's you know it looks like a very very impressive roster and it's it's reflected in the shows you know for us to be number one on cable three weeks in a row on the road come back here to jacksonville tonight with a really strong card that you know we could talk about what the fans are going to see on tnt tonight i think uh it's going to be uh really 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 strong momentum into this pay-per-view which i also expect will be the biggest pay-per-view we've done with all out this year well what does every friggin old wrestler say it's about putting asses in seats and you could literally i talk about ecw all the time it's you could see the company's growth because we had to get bleachers we had to expand our seating all stuff that's currently happening for you and in aew and tonight talk about a throwback hoovy the juice is coming back on <laughs> tnt what the hell is going on yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, for to say that we're on TNT tonight with Chris Jericho versus Juventud Guerrera, that's wow. pretty awesome. And that's what's on TNT tonight on Wednesday Night Dynamite. Uh, the labors of Jericho has been a lot of fun and have to give MJF a lot of credit for the ideas. And it's been kind of fun working with MJF, picking out great wrestlers to come in and and wrestle Jericho and uh I I think these matches have been great MJF's been great on the commentary and I'm really really excited uh for that and to think that we have Jericho versus Hoovy on TNT on Dynamite tonight blows my mind that is one of the really really cool retro matches that you'll see on Dynamite but it's a great combination of the stars of the past the present and the future 
I think to be able to say that you're going to see Chris Jericho versus Juventud Guerrera on the same card where you're going to see Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black making his AEW debut, there is something for everybody on this show tonight on TNT. Uh, That Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black match, you know, since Malachi arrived, we've been building up to it. He took out Arn Anderson. This match has been in the in the in the planning in the books, so to speak, uh, for a month now, and I'm really really excited for it. It should deliver because Cody is a great in ring worker as well as um, uh, Tommy um, Malachi Black. He is he has a chip on his shoulder and rightfully so because he's one of those guys that the world wanted to see bigger and now being on your stage with, you know, the handcuffs taken off. I know he's going to deliver tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see who the crowd is going to be behind because Cody Rhodes is loved, especially with this homecoming in Jacksonville, but people are excited about this being the debut of Malachi black. So I'm interested what the, how the crowd is going to react to this match tonight, Tony. Yeah, I am too. I really am too. I'm very excited uh, for that match. And really there's so much on the card tonight, top to bottom. We added a match last night that has really got fans very excited. I signed a hot free agent team known as 2.0. They had a lot of fans. They they came in, they aligned themselves with one of our top wrestlers on dark, who was really felt like he was about to break through Daniel Garcia, uh, who a lot of the hardcore fans have really embraced. And those guys, they came in and they immediately called out the three baddest guys on the roster. They called out John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and Darby Allen. And that is bold. And that is going to be really interesting. Also, I think uh, 2.0 are an excellent tag team. And I was really excited when they became available as free agents. And Daniel Garcia was to me, uh, one of the most underutilized people on dark, somebody that I'd been watching and, uh, you know, I go back and watch those shows and try to find young talent that I think are going to break through. And that's where so many people, whether it's Will Hobbs, Red Velvet, the Varsity Blondes and others have really broken through. And uh, on the subject of, of Dark and one of those teams that broke through and really came and did a good job through Dark, one of those teams, and if I may, is the Acclaimed. And uh, that's Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. And speaking of Dark, last night on Dark, Max Caster's rap was terrible. Uh, I was not out there in the moment when he did it. It was not during Dynamite. I was out back when Max had said this rap. I had not heard it until last night, truthfully. Uh, In the editing process, it should have been caught. We downloaded, or sorry, we deleted uh, the episode and reposted it with that edited out, but it shouldn't have aired. And... uh, I put such tight controls on dynamite and this would never have happened there because Max, his raps, I have always gone over them with him. And frankly, every segment on dynamite, I don't script or write wrestlers promos, but uh, the, the bullet points I give. So uh, in this case um, it shouldn't have happened. And what will happen going forward is I will be taking over the editing of dark and elevation myself. I was already editing dynamite and rampage and I do a lot. And now I will also be editing dark and elevation. So uh, I, you know, that, that it's unfortunate that it came to that. 
I'm glad that you, you, you brought that up and thank you for your honesty. And, and I just want to bring up something that happened to me this weekend, Tony, I was at a, I played in a charity softball game and I had a lot of fans come up to me and they said to, to me, how do you get Tony Khan to be on your show every week? Like, what do you, what do you guys do? And I was like, he comes on because he wants to, like, I, I, I can, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, Tony, you know me. Like, I, I just want the fans to understand that you are really out there for the fan because you are a fan. Like, you know, I get a lot of negative tweets on this show. Like, they call me a mark. Like, you know, LaGreca, you're a mark. Yeah, I am a mark. Like, I created this show because I love pro wrestling and I'm a fan of pro wrestling. Why is that a bad thing? Like, you, Tony Khan, as I know you, are a lifelong fan of pro wrestling. You wanted to bring this back to the fans and for yourself. Like, I can't get, I can't ask for anything more. And you've been so honest with your audience and you have done so much to reach out to your audience. Like I, 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 I'll never understand why people think of that as a negative, not, and not as a strong positive that you give back so much. Well, I really appreciate it. And, you know, try to listen to fan feedback. And that's one of those cases where the fan feedback is what yes. uh, really directed us. And, uh, you know, again, have gone back to dark and really tried to build the roster that way. You know, we brought in big free agents from the outside and then promoted from within through dark. Um, you know, a few wrestlers I named have come through and really made a name that way. Another one is legit Layla Hirsch. And she's got a big match tonight. Uh, the winner of tonight's legit Layla Hirsch versus the bunny match will be challenging for the NWA title. They'll go to the NWA and challenge Camille. And that match got put together. Serena was a former champion. She was going to go back there. Serena's got a knee injury, which she recently announced. So uh, I worked with the NWA, and we picked two other wrestlers from AEW that we thought had really quality resumes that would be good representatives. So we're going to have this exciting eliminator match tonight. And uh, I'm very excited about it. The Bunny has really stepped up in recent months and been a, a very, very despicable, but reliable heel and uh, very excited for, about that. Also, we'll see the bunny tonight out there with the blade. The blade is a huge match and the blade has also really stepped up for us and we'll be taking on one of the top contenders undefeated, one of the hardest working people in wrestling, Christian cage. Uh, and I, I can't say enough about how hard Christian has worked in this comeback and the things he's done. Uh, I really, really, really have so much respect for him. And I think he's really earned the respect of fans. And if anybody doubted uh, in his comeback that he was going to come in, put in the work, they're seeing it firsthand on these dynamites. He's coming in at some excellent matches with a very diverse spectrum of talent. When you look at all the matches, he's wrestled singles and tags. And he's also been a great mentor to jungle boy. And uh, one of the real MVPs of our locker room, in my opinion. Uh, and rightfully so. I mean, I've known Jay forever and Christian. And I commented about him versus Frankie and how good that match was when he debuted. And he has, well, he's always had a chip on his shoulder, but he has a chip on his shoulder to be the best. And he wants to be the best. And you give him a platform, just like you give every wrestler a platform to shine some will shine, some will not, but that's the business. And 
he I know how much he wants to show the world because all the wrestlers always say how great he is. And now he has a bigger platform to show how truly great we already knew how great he was and is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, that's been one of my favorite stories of 2021 is Christian Cage's comeback and his quest to outwork everyone. And uh, he continues to marvel. Uh, he's really, really a special guy. And that's a, another huge match on the card tonight. It's a big, big episode of Dynamite, really top to bottom. And I, I can't say enough about uh, the fan support that we've gotten from the fans at home, from the fans online, people around the world, and to be back here in Jacksonville. It meant a lot to come back here and do this show that we're doing tonight, this homecoming episode, because these people in Jacksonville were around the world. People really counted on these fans to come and cheer because they were, they were the only crowd in wrestling around the world that was coming and cheering at the events. And we did it in a safe way. We've done dozens of shows here. We've had zero known COVID transmissions because we did it safe outdoors. And I was really proud of those shows. And it's great to be able to come back and reward these people with such a big card where you got matches on TNT tonight, like Chris Jericho versus Juventud Guerrera and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and see all these big stars. Uh, it's going to be a big night. This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every weekday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. 
With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Rachel Ellering. Rachel, good morning to you. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. What's going on? Yeah, Dave, it was a lot of fun. And I know this is such a uh, a weird word to say. It's it, Wrestling is fun, and it should always be fun. I could it's, not agree more. I needed that level of fun. Uh, Teaming with Tommy did just that. Well, I, wanna, I want you to tell us about the tag team pairing of you and Tommy Dreamer. Tommy, obviously extremely emotional. Sometimes on this show, he lets his emotions get the best of him. He is a fun guy, you know, popping bottles and everything else. Tommy is known to just have a great time all the time. <laughs> so, so talk about the pairing with Tommy and what it was like being with him in that match at homecoming. Yeah, that was extremely special for me for multiple reasons. Uh, teaming with Tommy is just incredible on its own. But then really for the first time in my career, I kind of embraced the road warrior part of me. <laughs> I had never really leaned into that before intentionally because for my five-year career, I've just been trying to you know, forge my own path and be known for Rachel Ellering before I'm known as just Paul Ellering's daughter. And so I've intentionally avoided it up to this point, but it really was the perfect timing to kind of embrace that because it, it wouldn't just be a throwaway thing. You know, everything has to have perfect timing and uh, teaming with Tommy and knowing how much he loves wrestling and how much he loves the Road Warriors. It was a great opportunity to finally do something like that. And I'm so glad that the fans there that night were so receptive to it. They were incredible to us. And so the whole thing just ended up being picture perfect. I agree. And, uh, Dave, it was a fun night. I had envisioned the whole, uh, Brian Myers, Missy Hyatt thing. Never in my wildest day, especially in 2021, could I have imagined the reaction Missy Hyatt had gotten. No and kidding. When we talk about having fun, uh, I'm struggling to make the tag to my partner. And normally you need it for, a. uh, a break or you need it for some air or, you know, you need that strength and the people are chanting, we want Missy for who's the heel. <laughs> and I literally go over to her and she's like, worst hot tag ever. And we both just start <laughs> laughing. <laughs> and then Missy of course leaves. We seize the opportunity. I'm still able to squat 235 pounds and tell Rachel to go up and, and just the way, she waited. It was a perfect moment in time and something that I'll remember, but like I could see the glee in her face and the happiness, but just, she did everything. And I always talk about this with wrestlers. There are so many wrestlers that the fans want to embrace. And Rachel is one of those special talents. And she paused, paused and like gave them that hug. And when she came off the top rope and delivered a picture, perfect 
clothesline. Uh, it was awesome. And then after the match, there were some tears from her because she had a special relationship with Hawk. She has a tattoo on her body. And it was just, it was a really, really cool emotional time that the fans embraced, but is also, and, and we were just talking about the whole situation with Ronda Rousey's tweet and, and with uh, Bray Wyatt. It's emotional for us too, because we embrace you guys just as much as you embrace us. And it was a really, really cool, special moment. Then I had to be like, oh my God, I got to wrestle twice. Why shouldn't I? I should have lost, but I didn't. And then we had even a better match with Rosemary and Crazy Steve, where it was just everything we did was awesome. It really was. And just the fans, Homecoming was such a special show for me. And, you know, I'm I'm not the man I used to be, but tagging with Rachel and being in the ring with Rosemary and Crazy Steve, it makes me feel like I'm younger again. And uh, she also ribbed me in that tag match where maybe she can uh, talk about that as well. But uh, it was fun. Gosh, I sound like an awful partner. I'm just out there making fun of you the whole time. Yeah, having fun. <laughs> uh, let me tell Tommy, I don't know if I told you this or not. When I climbed up for the doomsday, uh, I knew before the match, oh, this is hilarious. It's the first time I'm ever doing a move off the top rope in an actual match. I've done stuff in training, but never in an actual match. And so that was fun. I hope my Uncle Hawk was proud. He better have been. Um, but then I realized when I got up there, Tommy, I thought, how did he land on this? <laughs> and it's just not the part of the move you watch, right? You're watching the contact, the crazy bump. Sometimes the guy would flip on his head and then you're just watching Hawk and Animal celebrate after. And I had this weird moment of like, how do I land from this? Well, I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. And thankfully all was fine. So it was a very funny. Too, me taking the move, watching the clip, I was like, why is that bottom rope shaking? My big toe kicked the bottom rope as I oh took it back. And I was just like, that's why my foot hurt that night. <laughs> but that it's is, something with adrenaline you don't man. realize it. Yeah. It was a lot. Uh, a lot goes into that simple move that people praised and loved for years. Now yeah. I know why uh, Joe never took the bump because he didn't want to hit his big toe. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want to limp around in pain the rest of the day. <laughs> So the rib in the second match, uh, all I'm remembering, and so maybe you'll have to tell me about it. I have bad memory at my age or something. Um, I remember you getting in and you and crazy Steve just going crazy on the mat. You guys were like the workhorses in the match and you guys are like blowing yourselves up, doing a spot early on in the match. And I'm standing on the apron thinking, oh man, they're really putting in their time here. Mine was the pass by, which I told you was a big. I oh told my gosh. Oh yeah, David, let me tell you about this. So <laughs> Tommy hates the move, the pass by, the bypass, right? Where someone's running at their opponent and they kind of side swipe them, go into a spot, they do whatever following. And so he tells Rosemary and I a story about this prior to us calling the match. And then as we're putting together the match, I just looked at Rosemary. I'm like, well, we have to do that. We have to do a bypass. <laughs> he can't tell us this story. And then we just ignore it the rest of the day. And so, of course, early on in the match, we do that. She grabs me in the waist lock and we are 
perfectly angled, both looking directly at Tommy Dreamer on the apron. And this man no-sells us. <laughs> We're expecting him to kind of give us a look. And he played it so, of course, he's Tommy, right? And he just played it so cool. But we got a good little chuckle out of it. Well, no, the reason why, Dave, is because no one does the move correctly. And the pass by is a real move. It's a real move in basketball. It's a real move in football. And nobody does it correctly until Rosemary and Rachel do it to rid me. And they do it perfect how it's supposed to be done. And I'm just watching it. And I was impressed. And I'm sitting there like, wow, they actually like did it great because I'm so into the match. But so the rib didn't get over until later when they told me about it. I was like, oh, that was great. (laughs) It like half backfired on us, right? We got a good laugh, but then also good. I'm glad we executed things well. Now, now, Rachel. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. When you're talking about having fun uh, and people want to be critics, I put up on uh, all my social medias. We did a four-way bite spot, which... There was, I think we were 200 people. That's max capacity that can hold in that place. And we did the four-way bite spot and the people were just going nuts for it. And they were chanting, bite your face off earlier in the matches. And I put it up on Facebook and people like, oh, this is the reason why I don't watch Impact. Or this is the reason why I don't like professional wrestling, you know, or I'm a wrestling purist. And I literally thought about, the old school, it, it's a famous picture of Andre the Giant headlocking two people and there's a, in a battle royal and there's a chain of wrestlers all in headlocks or guys in different moves and they're supposed to be wrestling purists where this didn't happen back in the day where I literally go, yes, it did. And for those 200 people that were in the attendance that watched it, there was not one person who wasn't enjoying that moment of that move and that's why when people want to take wrestling so critical or, or everything that you do has to be under such scrutiny, it's wrong because we're all just out, out there having fun. And if it's not your cup of tea, cool. Don't watch it. It's that simple. Turn on something else. But for those people that were in attendance and for the majority of the people that show, watched it online, they loved it because that's what it should be. It should entertain us. And I'm, 50 years old Rachel's in her 20s and we both came back from that match and we're like man that was so much friggin fun and fun is especially right now you gotta learn to have a little fun speaking of fun Rachel I'm you know we're doing this video and you're in a room and I and and I'm jealous like I have my room of memorabilia but I can see that I see a painting of Abdul the Butcher and Bruiser Brody, I see a picture of the missing link. I mean, explain some of the uh, memorabilia that you've accumulated over your lifetime. Yeah, this is quite the room I'm in. So the entire room is all wrestling action figures, you know, wrestle, but shoot the throw blanket in the room is an Andre the Giant throw blanket. And so it's really just Chris, my boyfriend and I are stockpile of all of our wrestling stuff because you know, like Tommy, we're, we're both fans first and foremost, right? Like we love and live for wrestling. 
And there is so much cool stuff out there, uh, you know, to get. And even people who aren't your favorite, some of the stuff you just look at, like that is so creative and fun. Uh, Chris knows a lot of really, really talented artists. And so he'll commission them to, you know, make paintings or little things for throughout our house. So yeah, we have Bruiser Brody, Abdullah, Butcher, Abdullah the Butcher behind me. There's another Brody over this shoulder. There's stuff throughout the entire room, you know, little figures. There's a collection of Lucha masks. So it's a very fun room to tour when people come to our house. This is the area that you, you kind of hit pause in and we get stuck in this room for a good while before we move on because there's just so much to see, right? You know, between this and our wrestling t-shirt collection, it's like half our house. All right, wait, now you got to tell me about this. <laughs> Tommy's laughing. You got to tell me about this t-shirt collection because, you know, and Rachel, you're going to have to do this now. Every year, right after the Royal Rumble, what I do is from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, I wear a different pro wrestling t-shirt each and every day leading up to WrestleMania. I have plenty more, but, you know, that's, and I challenge the Busted Open Nation to do that as well. So how many, do you know how many wrestling t-shirts you have? Oh, me, if I had to put a number on it, I would say I easily could wear a different one for every day of the year. And then some similar to you. So maybe like 500 ish. Oh my God. That's amazing. It, yeah. Jordan, my tag partner is cringing. If she's listening to this, she's thinks I'm insane. And then Chris probably has double that. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's been in wrestling over 20 years, you know, so he's had a lot of time to, collect these things and i love a good i actually just talked to tommy about this at our last set of tapings i love a very good vintage wrestling shirt where the cotton is so damn thin like the shirt is almost see-through right but it's just that soft vintage material you know kind of the faded print on it and so i take pride in my my actual like 90s 80s t-shirts that i have not just reprints there nice. is a big market out there that I uh, have learned for wrestling T-shirts. Beulah is looking across at me smiling from a Christmas gift where they took all my ECW shirts and made them into a blanket. And I was like, oh, I love that. <laughs> okay, sorry. They were hers. Um, <laughs> right. It's not your time. It's Rachel's time to talk. Um, My turn. When uh, we talk about Dave, she does have an, uh, an obscure wrestling t-shirt collection that I always like will walk by her and be like, nice shirt, as I'm wearing my weird random shirts as well. I Probably one of the oldest shirts I've ever had was the original Randy Savage purple with the glasses. Um, man, I was probably 14. I wore that all the time to the gym. And uh, the armpits on that shirt broke. And when I'm telling you it didn't rip... <laughs> because it was so much caked on deodorant and sweat. Like I remember one day I put it on and the shirt literally broke because it was like hard. Oh it always God. made my arms look good. So I would always wear that to the gym. It's amazing and I'm disgusting all at the same time. That is so <laughs> funny. I love that you still have that, Tommy. And it's one of my favorite things at tapings when you walk by me and say, nice shirt, you know, nice sweatshirt, whatever it is. Because I, no lie, I always, when I get ready and I will, you know, get dressed in the hotel, I'm like, wow, this, this is a look, isn't it? Like, what a great shirt. And I'm thinking a lot of people at this wrestling place are going to notice my wrestling shirt. And I'm always surprised at how many people never compliment me on it. 
but it never fails. You will always notice. And I always appreciate it because I take pride in it. Nothing like someone wearing a nice, like all Japan shirt, random or a Kenta Kobashi shirt or a great Kabuki shirt. Come on now. Eddie Edwards gave me an awesome t-shirt from great Kabuki's retirement. Unfortunately, a, Japanese extra large is not a Tommy Dreamer extra large, so uh, <laughs> not the same thing. No, <laughs> I'm always pull it, pushing it down past my love handles. I got to lose some weight before I could sport that one. Uh, now let's. I'm about the past. I'm I'm old hat. Now we're uh, we're on to something new. It's you and Jordan. Uh, we have new knockouts champions, as well as uh, you and I and Jordan were texting. This match airs Thursday. You guys came up with a unique finisher, and yet we don't have a name for this finisher. So we're in a quite a conundrum here. We are. Thankfully, we have lovely fans that are also smart and creative, so maybe they can come up with something. Our text thread yesterday was comical because I think the three of us putting our brains together, you think, would come up with something pretty good. Uh, I, I loved peaks and wreck. It's a comedy, you know, her Scott Steiner stuff, my peaks and my freaks. And then the one woman, Minnesota wrecking crew was a cute little nickname I've used before. And then parks and rec is my all time favorite show. And so I mashed that up, but I mean, it's tricky. The spin and the move when people see it, I, it actually has aired once before on impact. So they have seen it, but a fun, unique little move that we we kind of came up with together. And so hopefully the fans can help us out. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.